How are you? I'm good. Hi. It's did definitely it's it's nice being in the same room again. It is nice being in the same room. Um, hopefully we're not the only people that think that. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's guests are Hajime Takahashi and Karu Simamoto. Right now, these are two musicians who you met up with when you were in Tokyo. So, a uh, guitar player, fiddle player. Yeah, um, it was great. So, uh, Hajime and Karu normally meet up in this pub. So, I should first say. Karu lives in Osaka, which is down the south. Mm-hmm. Hajime lives in Tokyo. So when Karu's in town, they usually meet up in this place called Seamus O'Hara's. This pub is, was magical. It was in a suburb I'd never heard of before, definitely never been there before. And it was a freezing cold night. It was piercing rain. And the pub is down, it's like quintessential, like when you think like one of those rainy Japanese lanes and it's just like a red wall of like an Irish pub, not a theme bar, but like a proper Irish pub with some lights outside. As soon as I turned the corner to go down there, I knew it was going to be on for the night. So yeah, it's a bloody good chat and really interesting to get another perspective on on the music, on identity and, you know, what what that means to the music, even if it means anything at all. It's kind of a, it's a reoccurring theme and I always enjoy getting a, a different perspective on that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and... Uh, since this is your interview, I'll do the Patreon. Um, as ever, thank oh, you to me. everyone who's become a patron over the last few weeks. Um, we've had a we've had a really good response to to our appeals to to help keep things going by going to patreon.com forward slash Blarney Pilgrims and becoming a patron for either two dollars or four dollars. Or if you feel like this is super valuable to you and it's super valuable as a kind of cultural resource, which we're hoping it is, you can contribute at a higher level. You'll you'll see it all there on Patreon. So just look at it, look for the green button and you'll see the different levels that you can subscribe at. And anything is good. We just want to get um, the percentage of people who are able to help us keep the project going um, above the 5%, up to the 10%, up to the 50 you know, and that will be We've awesome. talked about it before. Your contribution goes a long way for us uh, explaining what we do to, to our, our families. families. Yeah. And this interview <laughs> is a, uh, a testament to that. So this actually took part, took place on my last night in Tokyo. So last my night of your holiday. Beautiful wife stayed and packed the family while I chuffed off to this magical little pub in a strange district in Tokyo. So as I said, it's not easy doing this. We are passionate, we're dedicated, but we need your help. So anyone that has gone over there, you're a bloody legend. The rest of you, go on, get doing it. Patreon.com forward slash Blarney Pilgrims. Links in the description in the Facebook posts, everywhere else, you've no excuse. And now, here's the music.
So welcome to the Baloney Pilgrims, Hajime and Karu. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Hajime, what was that tune you just played for us? Um, that, one is, that one was called um, um, Mountain with Pomelo. It's a song. It's a, it's a song. And then, uh, yeah, I learned from uh, my old guitar teacher, Junji Shirota. He's my um, first guitar teacher. And then, like, also he was my guitar hero when I was a teenager. And then like I was into his music, and then not really knowing so much about uh, it's it was Irish music, but like I didn't know so much about Irish music itself. But like more like try to like copying his music, you know. So the, the he was playing the piece, but like I was kind of kind of put my my print like afterwards, you know, because like throughout like all other kind of influence uh, and then experience, for example, like. Uh, in in uh, one one year in any chart fest, uh, like was in, I don't know, maybe probably four in the morning or something outside like uh, old Grand Hotel. Like Eileen O'Brien starts singing this song, and then uh, I just you know pick up my guitar and then like accompany her, play music with her, and you know that kind of experience kind of um, you know kind of feeds to the music, you know. So. Kind of, I kind of play in my own way at the moment, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's a, the piece. So, how did you get exposed to this type of music? Um, yeah, my parents uh, like grew up in seventies, you know, like in uh, those folk re- revival, like in Japan, like also like all over the world, you know. It was like folk boom, folk music, like um, like Bob Dylan in the states and stuff. And then all those influences came to Japan as well. And then um, my, you know. My parents are big fan of like Junji, the guitar teacher, and then uh, he was big like you know blue, bluegrass and folk musician in Japan. Like he's he was famous, you know. And then uh, we went, you know, my parents brought me like to his concerts when I was like young, or small actually. And then uh, that's why that's how I get to know about like music. And then, um, yeah. So, did, did mom or dad play music? Yeah, my my father plays a bit, a you know, small bit of guitar, like uh, like um, any. I think like like most of the the you know most of the guys from like seventies, you know, they pick up a guitar, like a acoustic guitar, like folk guitar, and then I like, sing a song, you know, sing songs, and then like I think my also like. That was a um, really cool thing, you know, like back back then to yeah. play the guitar. So like, yeah, my my father was one of them, you know. And what about mom? Did the mom play? Uh, no, my mother doesn't play music. Yeah, she she played a bit of piano, but like not so much. Yeah. yeah. And do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have a younger brother. And do they play? Yeah, he plays uh, guitar and piano a bit. You know, uh, he's big into like American music and yeah. So I've heard you play earlier on and you've knocked my socks off. You've obviously been playing from a very young age. Uh, what was your introduction to, to playing music? Okay, uh, when I was uh, in fifth grade in uh, primary school, um, my teacher, my classroom teacher brought me, uh, brought us uh, the Beatles CD. Like the, it's a remaster of like Beatles, you know, it's called One. You know the, you know the album? I remember it. It's a red one and it's just yellow number one is on it. And then, uh, yeah, 
kind of that CD kind of blow blow my you know blew my mind you know because like before that like I was only I was only listening some Japanese music you know Japanese pop music and then you know he brought that CD to the classroom and then he was playing in the um, between the classes and stuff and then like all the all the all the all the kids are really got excited about the sound of Beatles because you know we never heard that kind of sound before like more like a clean you know pop pop sound but like you know when we heard that like strong like really um I don't know how to describe but you know that sound like of Beatles like we're like ah oh, like this is so cool and then, like it's funny because like not many people in my generation knows Beatles so much you know in Japan anyway and uh, but uh yeah we got we got into it like all the Beatles Beatles was great great hits in uh in my class you know yeah so when you when did you start playing guitar uh, around that time same time like I picked up the guitar and then like because I started listening to Beatles and then like I wanted to play you know so I asked my my dad to just teach me and he he told me a small bit yeah. in the beginning yeah and then what was your introduction then to, well, sorry, you'd already mentioned your introduction to tr- Irish trad music, but when did you kind of feel the spark that that was something that you wanted to, to play? Uh, like, I, as a, you know, the Junji was my big influence, and then, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really into Irish music, to be honest, in the beginning, because like, I was into more his music. I was copying every tunes he plays on the banjo and the guitar, and then like there's a recording of me back then like plays ex- exactly like him, you know. So like we, I was overdubbing guitar and the banjo to sounds like his records, you know. <laughs> but that was my thing, and then uh, then like his influence was big, and then uh, but then after a while. I kind of got into music itself, you know, started listening to John Carty, you know, all those. I never really gone to bands so much. I didn't really listen to so many Irish bands, you know, but more individual, like, players, um, like, first, like, impression for me, so, yeah. Do you have a memory of hearing Tried for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, like, Junji was playing Tried tunes, but, like, the in his own way so like yeah I suppose I remember like listening to Marty Hayes like Marty Hayes was like I think kind of a worldwide hit you know for the <laughs> trad, mu- trad music so like I remember like I think Junji recommended me and uh, but like I started listening to Marty Hayes and then that was kind of house like trial record like his I think Marty Hayes first album yeah, okay. so. so what kind of age you at this stage I was in junior high school or high school. You started with high school or maybe junior high school. Uh, maybe around like 15, yeah. I would imagine you were yeah. on your own or did you have a few friends that were kind of coming up with this music as well? Yeah, no, I didn't have any friends, no. <laughs> uh, I, didn't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but you, you do know what I mean. Yeah, well, like I, uh, yeah, like I was on my own really. Like I uh, just, you know... Uh, yeah, just I was playing all the uh, folk music. Also, like I was into bluegrass that time, so I was playing with the banjo as well and uh, flap picking the bluegrass tunes. But uh, yeah, not really. Like um, I brought my banjo in in the in the in the high school once, and then like uh, start, people started calling me banjo <laughs> because I play banjo. 
of cold worst names. So then it must have been hard then. That would have been, I'd imagine, in the 90s. In, yeah. So it was pre-internet. Where were you getting your... Where were you scratching the itch? How were you scratching the itch? Uh, yeah, um, I think, like, I could use more bit of internet, but obviously, obviously, maybe there's not so much like a YouTube or... Um, yeah, internet thing actually wasn't that, you know, big back in that time. So, like, I remember, like, you know, it's, I think, just, it's kind of similar to, like, old, older generations as well, but, like, I remember that, like, taking down the uh, notes that, like, Junji was actually mentioning, and then, like, in the, in his video, he was explaining about, like, that cat tuning, you know, and then, um, before that, like, I only knew standard tuning, but, like, so, like, when I listened to his music, I didn't really understand like how he you know does those kind of a sound you know so but like there was a video of him like my my dad has you know his video and then like he was explaining in a talk of the um, concert about the dad got tuning and then like i remember taking down notes from that video wow. <laughs> so i tuned my guitar and then like you know discovered the, the tuning and stuff so you just sat and worked started working it out for yourself yeah, it's, it's kind of like, then like I just copying his music all the time then after that. And you're learning the banjo at the same time as this? Is it Was the banjo self-taught as well or was he teaching banjo as well? No, he didn't teach me banjo, no. Um, I was think, I was, uh, I was the, playing the banjo, like, but like just, you know, picking tunes, but like not the way like I kind of wanted, but like. I was, there was no, nobody, you know, who plays like a trot banjo in, around me back in that time. So like, I was just messing, I wasn't really know, know what to do really, you know. But. So when did you start to get to a, a level where you kind of felt like you were not fully accomplished or had your own sound yet, but that you were at a stage where you wanted to pursue trad music as a as a career or at least academically you mean like yeah in on uh, guitar or banjo either well guitar really is well you 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 tell me you, you know your journey well like i kind of i play guitar mainly and then like i think people knows me as a guitar player so like uh, i talk about the guitar but um yeah as i say uh Junji was big influence for a long time and then uh, I was using his guitar guitar I bought from him you know uh, so like I kind of pretty much sounded like him for a long time and then uh, even when I was in Ireland when I went to Ireland from 2010 but then like first few years I kind of uh, started I was playing like his his kind of style but then then like I just yeah, I wasn't really feel comfortable, you know, playing that way. Uh, so, like, I kind of tried to find my own way, and then, like, I'm just taking lots of influence from, like, other other people, not, not maybe directly from the guitar playing, but, like, for example, like, also, like, I learned from guitar players, but, like, also, like, you know, listening to, like, closely to, like, um, just music, you know, like, music agenda, just... And then, like, listen, maybe particularly listen out for good accompaniment. You know, it could be piano or bazooki or, you know, anything. 
you know I just still like calls and still like reason pattern or like that kind of thing and then I yeah just I think I de developed the um, the way uh, my guitar guitar playing and then like I I don't think I sounds really close to Junji anymore like it's funny because like I I think it's I don't know why, but because I never, I don't really feel like I'm doing really different thing before. But like, I think people doesn't say anymore that like my influence from Junji, because like, I think I play like me now, you know. Do you think I could have a um, a tune just with you solo? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hedrick. What, what were they? What was that tune? Uh, that was a uh, Kelran Dream. Um, that was uh, I learned from uh, John Carty. Um, he came here. Um, I invited him uh, start of 2019 last year uh, in February actually this time last year uh, on the way to Australia and then uh, yeah I organized a few concerts and then uh, he was playing this tune on the tenor guitar. And I was accompanying, and uh, yeah, I, thought, I, I don't think it, yeah, he was saying it's not from Okeram, like. Oh, really? Yeah. I Do you know who who composed it? Can't remember, like, I, I need to uh, find out. Well, John has been known to correct us on this yeah. podcast before <laughs> in the past to make sure we get the names right. Um, just what, while I have you here, Karu, can I ask you a few questions? Yes. Um, so what's your story? Was Irish music your f first music on the on the fiddle, I, th I take it it was? Uh, actually, my friend, he he likes music, so he has a lot of CDs, like world music CD, like uh, Norwegian, Swedish, and Irish. So I just... Uh, here had his CD, the Irish music CDs, like a Bossy Band and Plankstees, and they really, oh, it's great, you know. 
Yeah. Then I started play fiddle, play the fiddle. So you weren't playing before that? Actually, the first I, I used to play a guitar, first. Yeah. yeah but it's not Irish music. So it's the folk. Well, you so you're playing folk. Yeah, something like folk music. Yeah. Yeah. And then you took up the fiddle to learn Irish music. Yes, because it's cool, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Did did you find someone local? How did you start getting into? Where did you even find someone to to lead you through the yeah. the learning curve? Yeah, actually, yeah. The here is in Japan. Here's a few uh, teacher who can teach Irish music. So so I found the teacher in Osaka. So. I, I learned like uh, basics from him. Who's your teacher? Uh, the first teacher is Hidenori Omori. Yeah, he lives in Osaka. But I had a huge influence from Tak Tamura. He now he lives in Galway. He's Japanese, but he used to back to Japan. So I had uh, his lesson. So he's really good fiddle player. So yeah, I I learned the many things from him. Could we get a tune from both of you yeah, sure. together? Yeah, great. Let's let's do that. Do you do you know what you want to play, or we'll just talk about it afterwards? I think we can play a tune. Yeah, do you want to play? Okay, <laughs> let's do it.
Wow, so what, what did we just hear? Uh, I played three leaves. First one is uh, Rolling on the Light Glass. Second one is uh, Daily Made. And third one is uh, Heathery Breeze. Uh, so how do you two fellas know each other? Or where did you meet? Um, I think we met in Ireland. Um, yeah, we. I was I was in Ireland from 2010, and he he was there at the same time, Sumi, and uh, we both lived in lived in Dublin. But I I think that we didn't meet. Uh, yeah, I was in Limerick, and then he was in Dublin. So like we didn't we didn't really meet, like, but uh, we met once I think in Ireland. But then like we kind of knew each other then like from the you know then like we just kind of start talking on um on the internet on you yeah. know um i just you know we are both kind of laid back so like we kind of um, became kind of good friends you know like so not nothing really um serious just we just relax and just you know enjoy so Hedgeway, you you were studying in university of limerick is that right yeah, in BA Irish Music and Dance from 2010 to 2014. And when you went over to study there, was that your first time or had you been there before? I think when we were speaking earlier on, you said you were there maybe as it when you were in high school or? Yeah, yeah, yeah when I was in high school, uh, I went to Ireland to study English and then um, in Cork. And then I went to the, uh, actually, Matt Kronich, the feeder bear from Cork. And his his wife uh, used to do a in English teaching course, you know, like like host, like uh, being host family, and then like also teach like English to the people. And then like I went to her program, and uh, so like how I met, that's where I met the Matt, and then like he actually introduced me introduced me to uh, Limerick course. Right. Mm. And Karu, what took you to Ireland? Why? 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 Because I like Irish music. And you went to play? Yes, yes. So what year was that? I think it is 2008 to nine. And what was that like? So actually, I should ask you first, what was your experience playing in Osaka and playing in Japan before you went there? Yeah, I joined a few sessions in Japan but uh, you know the the community the Irish music in Japan is really was really small that time so just I want to see the real session yeah. so that's why I, I I went to Ireland and I know it's probably a not obvious question but how, how did it compare what were the big things that were different Japan and Ireland mm-hmm. uh, Well, about the set, like the sessions. Obviously, the sessions are smaller here, I would imagine. Yeah, amount amount of people, the players is definitely, dif- you know, huge in Ireland, and uh, maybe. I don't I I would imagine it was quite intimidating, or, or maybe not. But I would be terrified to to go to a. <laughs> To go to a different country to, to playing a music native to that country when and yeah. when you've learned somewhere 
maybe there's definitely has the history, you know, in Japan. So maybe like an older people play Irish music, but you know, in Ireland, so many players play tunes like、uh, I learned this tune from my father. You know, it's、yeah. really. Lovely thing, you know.、Yeah. Was it similar for you? What was it like when you went there? Did you have a? Did it meet the expectation that that you had, or or, or exceed, or did it come on under? Yeah, actually, I didn't really know like anything about like Ireland, really, like apart from music, you know. I didn't know so much about culture or like.、Um, so, but I, I was kind of curious, like. You know about people. You know what kind of people play this kind of music. You know, because like listening to Irish music itself doesn't. I don't think it does give me、uh, a fully, 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 fully idea of like Irish music. You know, because it's more like for community music. You know, music.、Um, so、um, I was more curious, and then like you know, after two years, well, like first a year. I actually didn't understand so much English, you know.、Um, I was like just saying yes <laughs> to everything,、yeah. um, and then,、uh, but like,、uh, like I was lucky enough to like be kind of accepted, you know, as as just being myself. And then,、um, as you were saying, like I didn't have so much friends, you know, play Irish music here. But like in Ireland, I just kind of made friends to the, and then like after a while. I start getting like Irish humor and like you know Irish accents, you know, like because like humor is kind of big thing.、Yeah. Uh, what people talk around you, you know, not not so much that like、so、the thing you they talk to you, but like more like what people talk around 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 you is kind of important to to get, you know, to understand the culture. Like so,、um, so like I kind of start getting.、Um, Idea of like Irish culture and like, or the,、um, or the you know, or the crack, I suppose. You know, I imagine that would have to be one of the major differences in in the sessions, from what you were playing here to playing over over there. Yeah,、um, I think we don't we we haven't. It's not. I think we have more much more like experienced you know Irish music.、Uh, I I want to call it as experienced you know. But、uh, when I started Irish music, when we started Irish music, you know, in, in Japan we d- we didn't we didn't we hadn't really experienced that much Irish music. That's why the community was small and also they kind of feel a bit closed. Maybe,、mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes like you know maybe if you go to session, but like maybe it's been you don't really feel like、uh, accepted or like you know. Because like everybody thinks like you know yeah I know this tune you know from this record just only me knows this tune you know, that kind of thing you know and then like and then、uh, yeah I think you know you don't you don't really sometimes feel comfortable you know because like especially in Japan like people maybe older than us you know we have we have kind of a culture that like if if we don't if I don't have any friends who play Irish music around me. I have to only have to go to sessions that like, you know, my old older you know generation has you know, so I kind of feel like oh sorry, I I kind of only just come here to listen. You know. <laughs> so, are you welcome at the older sessions? 
Well, like I think I think they they were, you know. But like, I was kind of too young to understand the whole context, and then like, um, yeah, I don't I you know they've been nice, you know, like, and then they oh, they've been also like hosting sessions in 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 Tokyo now, you know, still after you know long time, like ten fifteen years. So yeah, we have big respect, you know, for the um, community, and then like we have more like uh, younger generation as well. Like when I started Irish music in 2000 and around 2002 or three, then start going to sessions. I was the youngest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then probably we are the youngest. But now, and then like in in our age, only maybe like handful of like. No players, you know. But then, like, when I came back from Ireland like two years ago, you know, there's so many young people now who play Irish music. Actually, actually, yeah, like all the students and stuff. Yeah. Both of you are f- still kind of fairly youngish. Like, well, I would say you are in the same. Well, maybe a little bit younger than me. Um, I imagine both of you are maybe thirties. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there is a healthy twenty or teen, and is that the same in Osaka? Yes, yeah, a lot of university students play Irish music, yes. And so how often would you get to play in Osaka? Me? Mm-hmm. How often? Mm-hmm. I, I have a session in Kyoto only once a month, but there's a lot of sessions, the different pubs, yeah, maybe t- uh, twice a month or once a week, yeah. So you you run a session in, to- in Kyoto? Kyoto yeah, yeah. Oh, tell me about that. Just, yeah, I... Yeah, I play the place called Ut- Utnot. So it's a great place. Yeah, it's like a, it's a pub. It's like a Irish cafe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it looks like a cottage. Yeah, uh, I play there once a month. So yeah. Actually, while while we're speaking about playing our sessions, what what? What element of the session in Ireland do you miss the most from here? What, what would you, um, if you could recreate it here, what would it be? Maybe just uh, after session, maybe. <laughs> we just go out. <laughs> <laughs> so just stop the music. The, the, the <laughs> I actually, I did, when I was doing some research for today and, and looking into music over here, I was warned that if, if I see any advertising for a session and let's say it on the advertising it says tonight we'll start at seven and end at nine the music will begin at seven and it'll end yeah. at nine and yeah. people will pack up and go yeah. so is is that just a cultural thing where because the irish in quotes here drink more um i don't know like maybe just also because the size of the city as well and then uh, also like musicians are kind of a you know like not so much like not so many um like full time like Irish musicians here, you know. But like but like when I I was hanging out with lots with um, you know, musicians in Dublin and then um uh, we just after sessions it's gonna be like the real thing, you know, just real party stuff. <laughs> we just go out in a walkman's club or something and then just you know, stay there for like all night and just chatting, drinking. I, I don't drink but like yeah, it's funny what you mentioned earlier on before we were recording. You forget this. This is such a big city and such a big country. Of course, you have to travel 
an hour and a half if you live on yeah. a suburb on one end of the city and yeah. there's a session on but like I think it's I live far away from yeah. the session my closest session yeah. and it's only a, an hour's drive yeah. you, you forget about that and then if it's thin on the ground for players anyway it yeah. makes life even harder do you reckon we could have another tune yeah, sure. together what are you going to play uh, I'm going to play two jigs uh, first one is Sleep Rustle. The second one is Monster Jig. I learned from Paddy Cronan's playing. Uh, thank you. So 
I asked you just before we had that tune about what you would have loved to take from a session in Ireland and bring here. But as two fellas from Japan, what did you miss most about Japan when you were there? Uh, I suppose food and then, um, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Nice Japanese girls, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's, let's kind of... Is that a, a personality thing or just a, a taste in what you're into? Like what, what, why are you saying that? Um, I don't know. Like, I just... Obviously, like, I... You know, I play Irish music and then, like, begin to, like, Irish culture and all. But, like, you know, I know that, like, you know... I'm Japanese, and then like uh, I'm most comfortable comfortable like when I speak Japanese. Um, but like I'm kind of comfortable enough to speak English, but like also like um, just you know I say like it's, it's about like identity kind of thing we are talking earlier. Um, Cause uh, I never really feel that like I'm Irish or like Irish musician, you know. Um, I'm um, I'm more confident, you know, to say that like I'm I'm Japanese musician uh, who plays Irish music, you know, and then like my music musicality is lucky enough to kind of blend to Irish music, you know. So like I never really try to play like um, like Irish guitar player, even though like I get lots of influence from like great like Irish guitar player like Steve Cooney or like well he's from Australia but like you know um like Artie McLean who pa- passed away like you know few, few weeks ago uh it was great influence so um but like yeah I always kind of feel comfortable like being myself being you know you know Japanese I suppose doesn't I think an important confidence that comes with that accepting that you don't need to you can still play great music without needing to be something that is probably it's bullshit anyway like what is being Irish in the first place well that's my opinion I think there's something nice in that because it it opens the window for you to bring in your own influences it probably allows you to bring in a bit more of the Japanese influence into what you're playing like now that you're back home do you feel more comfortable to do that in in Japan, well, mm-hmm. uh, like I, to be honest, I don't really play so much Irish music here. You know, uh, I kind of do my own things, uh, learning other ki- other type of music as well at the moment. So like, um, as a Japanese, you know, guitar player who plays Irish music, never really, it's not really grounded so much. You know, but which is like, I think it's also. It's not really, I mean, bad thing, you know. As, I mean, it's a positive thing, you know. Because, um, like, like uh, in Japan, for we don't have so much, like, uh, traditional music um, around around us, you know. So the musicians take lots of influence from, like, other, other cultures, other, mu- other mu- you know, various kind of music. I was going to ask you about traditional Japanese music and is 
At what state is that in? Where do you, how would you or the average person interact with it in this day and age? Like t today, if I wanted to hear some traditional Japanese music, is it more performance? Does it happen in a, a, uh, a smaller venue like we are tonight? Or is it more in a family home? How would I interact? Uh, probably the concerts, I suppose, you know, like uh, there's events and then uh, uh, to listen to those, like Japanese music, I suppose. It's not really like a, you know, casual kind of a thing, like a Irish, Irish tradition, is, it's very different. And during the, the folk revival, like the American folk revival, Ireland went through, uh, most countries went through a sort of folk revival. Did traditional Japanese music get a, a an uplift from that? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I don't really know so much about those times. But uh, um, yeah, I think when when they um, you know, there's a Japanese. There are kind of singing for like uh, folk music, folk songs. You know, there's a singers like Japanese fo folk singers. Who's kind of got influence from like American music, like uh, American like Pete Seeger and then, like all those, you know. And then uh, yeah, I think they are kind of got influence from like American music and American folk music, but uh, also like looking for their own identity. So like they are kind of got in, you know, search for like uh, like Japanese traditional music sometimes I guess, and then. Uh, yeah, just singing those like folk songs, you know, in in Japanese, you know, in Japanese language, and then um, I I kind of um, I have like I kind of goes to the uh, this singing session sometimes in Tokyo, and then uh, they um yeah you know they sing in Japanese, you know, talking about like music, talking about politics, you know, talking about society, and then like. It's really interesting that you know, folk music is that kind of a, you know, is thing all over the world, I guess. Now, tell me if I'm way too off the mark here with this, um, <laughs> this thought. But it seems to me, as uh, as an outsider looking in, and with J Japanese culture, there's. I don't know whether it's because after the war. The that generation who maybe would have had a lot more access to traditional Japanese music, that generation maybe weren't playing as much. And then the folk revival, it wouldn't like traditional Japanese music maybe wasn't as cool in commas during that pocket when it was, when everyone was doing the retrospective, when they were looking back where something like the, the Americans or the Irish, there was a lot more tilted nostalgia to being a, a, a positive like a, you could romance the time a little bit different whereas do you think maybe the the Japanese of that time had a different outlook because of the because of the war I, I may be completely off here yeah um, no I'm not really uh, familiar with that kind of a um, thing so like I don't know if you know I can tell that thing actually but uh, yeah but you know Japanese music no, I can't really actually talk so much about it because like, I don't know enough, but uh, definitely it's not really as accessible as uh, Irish traditional music. 
which is like everybody plays in the pub and the sessions and stuff this all the kids play and then like yeah I just feel like that like Irish music scene is like really you know healthy and like just really you know I think like you know it's it's lucky to have that kind of music you know because also like um listen to like well like I don't know if I can say that too much actually yeah. well, I, I suppose where, where I'm coming from and thinking of because in my learning about Irish music is like the idea of the, the, the session I probably in my young years presumed that always existed it was a long tradition and I've only recently found out that it's that the idea of the session really isn't is a fairly modern thing and the same with the American old-time music that I like. I've recently read a bit that it kind of became popularized. That jam became popularized only post-World War II, which was, I just kind of was thinking, how, do, how does that fit in with other traditional musics around the world? And that's what kind of spurred me on to thinking about that. Right, so I think we've gone far enough down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's time to get out. Um, can we have a, a tune? You're getting your guitar ready there, so let's have a, a solo one from Hedgeme.
Ajme, thank you so much for that. So what were they? Uh, the first uh, slow piece is called the um, Bonnie Blue Ride Nancy. It's, a, it's also a song. Um, I learned from like concertina player called Liam O'Brien. Uh, also, like I was accompanying some singers who sings this song. So that's how I learned uh, in Ireland. Um, the second tune is a jig which John Carty played in Japan in, on tenor guitar, actually. So, yeah. Speaking of John Carthy, you, who were, who were you playing with when you were in, in Limerick? What, who were your teachers and your mentors, and who were you looking up to? Uh, well, I actually studied banjo for two years in Limerick, and then John Carthy, John was teaching me banjo. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, he taught me, um, like, you know, tunes. There's so many things I, I kind of wanted to learn from him, but like. But in that time, I was kind of a too. I wasn't ready like to take all his stuff, you know. Okay. And then like after like, it's kind of funny, but like music doesn't really happen sometimes in in when you're focused or like when you only focus. I was focusing on banjo, but like I didn't. I wasn't getting you know um, all the uh, details or like the elements. But actually, after a few years, or like. Even now, sometimes when I look back, and then like look, maybe take you know look, you know, take this tune and practice, I kind of remember. Oh yeah, maybe John was saying this, or like you know, it's it happens that kind of way. It's funny because uh, you know things he told me then I didn't really get. Then like after a few years, or you know, I kind of oh yeah, that was I kind of now. I know what he he was saying, or like, because he didn't. I all, all wanted to know all the variations and you know, you know, other things you know he does. And then I kind of you know tr- he, but he he said like, oh yeah, you know I can't really teach you the uh, variations and you know, but like I can show you you know. I love the idea that it's a younger version of yourself yeah. teaching you this this newer stuff. I, I love that idea. You can you can grab you can grab it and retain it and then as you mature then you've still got that parcel to to enjoy um did you did, did you actually did you know of john and the rest of the tutors before you went there did you know the the, the level that you're uh, that you're learning at yeah i was uh, i, I kind of knew that like you know john was teaching there and uh, yeah I knew, I knew the tutors but uh actually um yeah i was it was more like it's not like what I was expected it's more it's more than you know what I was expected also like also the um the friends you know learn lots from friends you know around you like you know who plays music and then uh for example like Liam O'Brien great concertina player like you know just hung out with him just learn so much about like music and yeah it's funny it keeps on coming back to the for me anyway it's the people like the music is such an important part and it is what we are here for but it's the people that make it and it's the it's the stickiness often that's the, it's the bit that you want to keep on coming back to actually you mentioned something to me earlier on about your friendship to, uh, together Karu and, and yourself that both of you were did you say you were hang, hang back people or I forget how did you say it yeah like we are kind of more laid back I suppose you know like um, like we we are passionate about like music, but um, 
we kind of maybe don't really over show or over excited about like um, we we get excited, but <laughs> we don't maybe show you know <laughs> that excitement as like, you know. So we just more like um, um, just being ourselves, I suppose. And then uh, lucky enough that like we kind of a kind of get like you know Irish things maybe you know and then like it's like we don't really push things I don't think you know we I I, I try my best you know we try our best but uh yeah for example like in uh, in Ireland like we I, I don't know what you but I probably the same but I we don't really maybe push too much you know what I mean like it's there's a limit um, it doesn't mean like we're not trying or anything we we are trying so you know hard but um, you know we know that like, it's not the time right time you know we don't push or like you know we, we kind of know so that I think that kind of thing is important to get into Irish music and then like also music singing in Ireland like you're, you're nodding, so this is something you think you agree with? Uh, yes, I totally agree with Hajime. Yeah, like, uh, I feel the Irish music, the, the session is like uh, the conversation, you know, talking, you know. We don't, how can I say, we don't act too much, you know. That, that makes complete sense. Like, if, if you're sitting around with a family, you, you don't just punch in the whole time and if you do that's why like uh, we you know it's not really you know nice to go into session you know show up to the like sessions you don't know and then straight away and you know ask to join you know like it's a it's a dead conversation you know sessions you know so like i kind of i it's it's i think for me the way it's just just get to know people like gradually you know not like straight up to the face but like yeah just you know sit in the bar you know then like you might start talking with one of the musicians and you know it's like um, I think I think it's almost like a cliche you know to say this but uh, it's important I think and especially for like for us who go to Ireland from like Japan you know just yeah, I do like that analogy of it being a conversation. It really just frames it nicely. So we spoke. You have a session that happens in Kyoto, and you have a thing that happens here at. Um, well, so tonight we are recording on a on a freezing cold rainy night in. Uh, what, what's the name of this um, suburb? The Shame Sahara is the pub, and what suburb is it in? Uh, it's in Musashi Koyama. Yeah, Negro. And you, um, you have a well. You, you you did it last year, and you're possibly doing it next year. And I'm only bringing it up because it sounds so much fun. So could you tell me about what that is, and then if there's anything else going on, or and what I'll do at the end of that is then find out where people can follow you to yeah. get in contact. Yeah, uh, yeah. We myself and Kaori did the um, this event here uh, last year. It's called Good Timing Ohara. Um, that was a good event. Um, it's not really like um, like show or it's more like a casual music day you know and then uh, this is very small place but i think more than more than like 35 people here so it was packed you know when you say a small place it's probably about 
four meters by five meters right? yeah so so many people and then like people also people downstairs and you know, also like it was hot day so like people outside uh, it was july i think last july and then uh yeah it's it's it was funny because uh, we didn't really announce the time to play start playing music we just tell people to come in around three o'clock and then like people just uh enjoy like their day here you know actually like you know eating here but like not so much food so like they could bring food, like a uh, yakitori from like outside uh so that was good like people just relaxing we kind of after a while we start playing tunes and uh, some people listening some people outside eating chatting and then but like whole the group like who came out like most of people have stayed at more than like six hours and then like some you know nearly longest from more than eight hours you know yeah just so if if any of the listeners wanted to to follow or to find out if that's going to happen again or if they're in tokyo and want to find out uh, uh, any sessions that are on or if they're in kyoto i'll get the links from you guys and i can put that in the show notes and and share that um but yeah where's the best place to follow you uh i suppose like facebook or twitter i guess like i use you know so um and also I have my music page, so like you could maybe follow that. All right, brilliant. And Carol, do you, you, you have a Facebook for your session? session? Yeah, yeah. What's that called? A session? For session? I have, a, I have only my personal account. So. No worries. Well, if there's anything to share, I'll get it after this. Lads, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Do you think we can go out on a, a tune? Oh, I don't mind if it's a solo or together. Actually, I do. Let's have one together. Go yeah, on. Sure, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys.
Thank you so much, Hejime Tagahashi and Karu Sumiyoto. Hopefully, lads, I've got the pronunciation right. I know I, I struggle on the night, <laughs> so thank you for bearing with me. Um, thanks as well to Seamus O'Hara Pub. Uh, you're a magical little spot. I'll put a link in the description for anyone that's passing through Tokyo. Catch up with the lads. Um, hopefully, Hejime will have his good times in O'Hara or at O'Hara's later on in the year and Karu has his once a month session in Kyoto so check those out links in the description and on our Facebook posts and all those other places you know what to do brilliant and Darren thanks for taking that three four hours out of your last night in Tokyo thank, do don't thank me awesome thanks Brooke stuff. thanks yeah. to my wife <laughs> alright see you next week good luck hi my name is Rosa Please become a subscriber to the podcast. Thank you.